Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who have limited time. <laughs> it's, this is going to be a wild, wild episode of Hate Watch. We've got a lot going on. We've got some time constraints. We're doing a two-part recording session. And it's Bring Your Child to Work Day on the it podcast. Is. <laughs> so if you hear any noises, it's just our third chair. It's just um, the third chair making her first appearance. Yep. And in this very speedy segment, we are going to power hour some very important breaking news. Yes. Hallmark released their schedule uh, and titles for all 36 of Hallmark Christmas this year. We're so excited to hate watch Hallmark with you all over again. And in the spirit of Christmas boners, (laughs) we're going to... Do our favorite segment, which is listen to us Google some things. (laughs) (laughs) Neither of us have actually read the complete list of titles because we wanted to save our reactions for when we were on air with you guys. Yes. So this is a special moment for all of us. Yeah. So the only one I have read is the first one, and I would like to note that it is released on October 27th, so this is actually (laughs) topical, timely content. And God. <laughs> it is called Christmas at Pemberley Manor, and you better believe it is Pride and Prejudice for Hallmark. <laughs> um, the guy's name is literally William Darcy. Oh, yeah. I'm hella hyped to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's you know, gonna... I've never seen or read Pride and Prejudice. What? Yeah, I know. This is why you don't like rom-coms. That's probably true, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, maybe this will be your first one. (laughs) The next one airs on November 3rd, and it's called Christmas Joy, which just seems like a really, like, bold (laughs) title for something coming out on November 3rd. Yeah, I want to shout out this Entertainment Weekly article, too, because it features a contains section on all of these movies, and this one is, like, contains intense baking competition. (laughs) (laughs) Just what I want to know, really. Um, unclear where this one takes place, but it's not Vermont. Um, Crystal Falls, but it doesn't say what state Crystal Falls is supposed to be. No. I just got excited because I saw Road to Christmas, which features Chad Michael Murray in his oh, no. Hallmark debut, I think? It's going to be wild. It's television producer. Oh, 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 in Vermont! <laughs> Where? This one! Road to Christmas. Road to Christmas? Oh, sure enough. Live broadcast in Vermont goes awry. That sounds about right. <laughs> That's on November 4th, so we're starting with Vermont real early this year. Yeah. Woof. I'm not mad, to be honest. Don't scroll down, it's bad. Okay, hold on. I can't scroll down yet. Well, I'm gonna spoil it. It's called Marrying Father Christmas, and the contains is Search for Biological Father. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. Hallmark, why are you so much of the things you are? Wow. Wow. 
Okay, I don't think I want to watch that one, to be totally honest. All right. Um, Ooh, a singing that, one. Why, why is that even the title? Don't do that. No. Oh, man, for a hot second, I thought this next one was a Candace movie, and it's not. I'm really bummed. <laughs> oh, no. All I saw was the top of a blonde head, which honestly could be like 95% of the Hallmark population. But I was yes. like, is that a Candace? It could be. We haven't found one yet, but she's going to be closer to Christmas primetime. That's true. I'm going to scroll down a little bit and see what I can find here. This one is called It's Christmas Eve and it airs on November 10th. So that just feels like false advertising. (laughs) All of Hallmark is false advertising. Christmas in Love. Oh. I just realized we're not giving any synopsis for any of these. Uh, oh. Other than marrying Father Christmas. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's Christmas Eve. Um, interim school superintendent Eve trims budgets, and now she's in her hometown where it's personal. Wow. Oh, she falls in love with a music teacher who presumably she's trying to get rid of. No. Launched during a tree lighting ceremony where Liam's students will perform, the website could provide the Christmas miracle the town needs. Oh, boy. No. It, I bet there's going to be some GoFundMe shit in there. <gasps> all right. I'm scrolling because we've got six minutes left. <laughs> oh, boy. Mingle All the Way, coming out no. November 18th. The synopsis is, Mingle All the Way is a new networking app designed to pair busy professionals together for upcoming events without long-term romance. So, like, Christmas hookup? Yep. Christmas Tinder. Okay, you know what you missed was Christmas at Graceland? I couldn't. I just couldn't. (laughs) (laughs) A Chicago-based business executive travels to Memphis to secure one of the city's oldest family-owned banks. While in Memphis, Laurel reunites with an old flame, Clay, a local music producer with loftier aspirations. Oh, Why? Why, 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 Now Laurel's focus turns to the home of the blues and dreams of making music again. Oh, does it? (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, there's one in Nantucket in Martha's Vineyard. I saw that. There's also one called Christmas at the Palace that features a miscellaneous generic uh, European country slash... (laughs) something called San Sonova. San Sonova? It's like they took Genovia and then whatever that one in A Christmas Prince was and then came up with this. I like that half of these movies are just Christmas at place. (laughs) It's It's like Christmas Mad Libs. Yeah. That's all Hallmark really is. That's true. <gasps> oh, no! What? Oh, no. In addition to the actual Pride and Prejudice Hallmark movie, they're also making one called Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Lacey movie, too, so it's you know Lacey. that's one of their, like, good ones. I know. Oh, she's a woman who has it all. She sure is. She always is, though. Yeah. Lacey always has her shit together. 
She's always returning to her hometown at Christmas, too. I think that's what everyone on Hallmark movies does, in <laughs> Oh, fairness. they're forced to plan a charity event together. Ooh! Didn't... I'm pretty sure Lacey has already fallen in love with a character named Luke. There's only, like, five generic white boy names that they rotate on Hallmark Channel. <laughs> um, this is a book adaptation, guys. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But you know what they did is that this time the female character is named Darcy. Right. See how they did that there? It's very clever. Um, Kirstie, I want you to scroll down to number 20 of 38. Which which one's that? Just keep going. You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> Will I? Mine yeah. aren't numbered. A Shoe Addict's Christmas? Is that yep. one? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the first appearance of a Candace, guys. <laughs> You know, I have to say, Candace does always seem like the kind of person who would have one of those um, sticky note uh, dispensers in the shape of a shoe or a purse. Yep. Yep. Contains department store stranding. (laughs) When she stays late at her job in a department store on a snowy Christmas Eve, she accidentally gets locked in after closing. (laughs) Is she not someone who can use a key? (laughs) No. Candace is very mid-level in the organization. Her name is Noelle. Of course it is. She isn't too concerned about the prospect of spending the night in the store. Who would not be concerned about that? Until a quirky (laughs) woman appears out of nowhere in the shoe department and tells Noelle that she's her guardian angel. I hate this. (laughs) Oh, Oh, it's the plot of A Christmas Carol, except in a shoe store. Yeah, that's what we wanted, Hallmark. Oh, boy. The next one is the one I'm so excited about. What? No, keep going. I scrolled. In realizing that the only thing standing in her way of leading a fulfilling life is herself, will the love she has longed for all her life be the su- the best surprise gift of all? <laughs> The only thing that's real is reality. The only thing that's real is reality. (laughs) The next one, though, is the real gift. It's the real gift! Christmas in Evergreen 2! (laughs) Christmas in Evergreen 2, Letters to Santa. We are absolutely watching this one. We are going back to Evergreen. (laughs) I... So it's the one where they can see the North Pole from Vermont. Yeah. This is saying, though, that she finds out that the general store is closed. I thought her family ran the general store. Yeah, I thought she kind of owned it. So Unless that's... this is a different person. Is that possible? <laughs> They're all melding together in your mind. Yeah, it's hard to keep track. It's well, certainly possible. This, this character is falling in love with another man. And I presume that Hallmark wouldn't have the same character falling in love with different men because that undermines yeah, the no. entire structure of every Hallmark movie. Right. Plus, like, it undermines their Christian values. Yeah, exactly. The whole thing falls apart if if people, if the couples don't stay together. Right. It looks like after that it might not be that exciting. Let's see. Although I just stumbled upon one that said contains one organ transplant. Not one, but three Christmases. That's bold. (laughs) That's on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, which is not a place we've been before. That's true. Homegrown Christmas. 
there's like a really sad lack of Vermont representation here this year. We got two. Yeah, I feel like normally we get more. I think last year we only had three. That that's fair. Oh, oh we're I going back to gingerbread. Yeah, <laughs> a gingerbread romance. Gingerbread romance. It also features a gingerbread house contest because, of course, get you a hallmark that can only do one. I'm gonna do a control F for Vermont just to make sure we didn't miss any. I think that's a good move. I'll keep scrolling. Okay. Live broadcast in Vermont. Oh, that's the only one that's directly referenced. Oh, don't worry, there's more. <laughs> According to my control F. Well, according to my scroll, Entertaining Christmas coming out on December 16th um, contains talk of the family, quote, brand, journalist falling in love with his story, Vermont. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally the only description I need. What? I like this one that's titled Time for Me to Come Home for Christmas. (laughs) That's a working title, huh? Yeah. Jingle wow. around the clock. It doesn't What's even that? have an official synopsis yet. Oh. But it's coming no. out on December 22nd, so that's like in the final countdown to Christmas. That's a big deal. Do we think we're they're definitely still making content for these Christmas movies? Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, Small Town Christmas on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries comes out on December 22nd as well, and it has a full synopsis. Mm. So I wonder if there's production drama over at Jingle Around the Clock. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That's not great. What's going on in the writer's room, guys? I heard there's actually some drama at Hallmark. Didn't you send me that? There, yes, I did send you that. Um, it's not... I don't think it's from the same, like, production arm that's responsible for Hallmark Christmas. It sounds like oh, it's okay. from their daytime. Gotcha. From, like, a talk show or something. Gotcha. Just some light sexual harassment. It's okay, guys. It's par for the course in 2018. Yeah, you know. Uh, Although this time it's a man who's uh, feeling victimized because he reported the sexual harassment of women on set. Oh, that's right. And was fired as retaliation. That's right. But Hallmark is claiming he was fired for, like, job reasons. Right. That's awkward. They're claiming both that there were no reports of sexual (laughs) harassment and he was fired for job reasons. Right. Yeah. On a lighter note... Christmas Made to Order features an architect and Christmas amateur. What's a Christmas amateur? I don't know, but he recruits a holiday coordinator to bring holiday joy to his home. I'm, I have a hundred thousand questions. I do also. Actually, you know what? This sounds like the B-plot of the Candace Parent Trap movie last year. Mm, yep. Because wasn't she an architect and a Christmas amateur? She was a Christmas amateur, but she was just a high-powered business lady. Oh, okay. She didn't have a designation in a certain field. Are you sure? I thought she was an architect because that's how they decided to rebuild the entire apartment building. Oh, no, she was in the the marketing arm of the architecture firm. Uh, uh, Oh, okay. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah, because then the, the mom, Candace, is, you know, pretending to be her, and she goes in and is like, but you can't see the Christmas tree. <laughs> I just want you to know that in my home search, I did not specifically look for houses that had a place to put your Christmas tree. Uh-oh. I know. 
there's not going to be a sight line to the sunrise over presents on Christmas morning. God damn it. I'm a failure. You're a failure. There's still time to back out of the contract, right? You're right. (laughs) This house Uh, is great, but that Christmas tree. (laughs) We have a Cape Cod movie. We do. Oh, When the Heart Calls Christmas. That's like from their TV show. Which I have a lot of questions about. It involves a plan to save orphanage. Baby on way. (laughs) Promising, promising, promising. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't think we watched any post-Christmas content last year. No, there was, like, one that we wanted to watch about a royal New Year's Eve or something, and we never got to it, and I'm sad about it. right, right, right. Last year, I remember there being, like, a week of content after Christmas, and this year, it looks like there's only one. Maybe they learned. Maybe. Uh, This one involves a New Year's Eve party uh, planning situation. It sounds so hard to plan a New Year's Eve party that you need a whole movie around it. Yes. (laughs) In the snap judgment section on this article... It just quotes family of party planners. (laughs) That's all I needed to know. No. So it sounds like Hate Watch Hallmark 2018 is going to be wonderful. Yeah. A little light on the Candace and Lacey, but I'm still here for it. I think I'm the most excited for... uh, There's like four that I'm excited about, but I might be the most excited for Gingerbread Romance because that is... Just an inspired title. Yeah, I'm definitely most excited about both of the Pride and Prejudice alternates yeah, that they're that's, putting that out there in the is world. Bold. It is. Wouldn't you think they'd want to save at least one for another year? No. 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 They don't strike no. me as people who carefully plan out their content. No, they're not trying to spread the wealth. Nope. They're like, all of our ideas are going to happen now. <laughs> I mean, if you were trying to make 36 movies in two months, you'd be, like, rolling with the first thing that came to mind, too, I guess. Yeah. And that's how we get here. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Ugh. Yeah. So I don't know how to end this because we're going to come back, but... (laughs) Yeah. So so here's what's happening, folks who are listening. Uh, We are going to get off this call. Later, at some point, we're going to come back on this call. And we're going to keep talking. So this will be one full episode for you and two full recording sessions for us. So probably, I don't know yet because I'm not editing yet, but probably I'll stick in some music or something and you'll know the difference. That'd be fun. Yeah. Put in the score from Ready Player One. Oh my <laughs> god. That would be really fun, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So All right. yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be ready? back. Cool. Yeah. Are you cool. Bye. doing this? Bye. I'll do it. Okay. Do it. Hey, Kirsty. Hey, Kelsey. Guess what? What? We just traveled through the Dick Rocks <laughs> and ended up in a totally new place in time and space. Whoa. Isn't that crazy? That is buck wild. <laughs> so... In the first segment of this episode, we told you we were going to do some shit and come right back. Yeah. 
in our real lives. And what that actually meant was wait like three or four weeks and then yep. find time to sit in front of our microphones again. But we did it. We did it. We're Just not in the way we'd imagined. Now. No. <laughs> we are. I did survive one whole cold in the time that we've been away. Same. I was worried that when we came back, my voice was going to be raspy and it was going to be super obvious. But instead, that happened in the last episode that we recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Time is meaningless. Time is so fucking meaningless. (laughs) Speaking of time being meaningless and wasted, we (laughs) spent a collective four hours watching a movie... (laughs) That wasn't worth that time. No. (laughs) Not once. Not never. We also spent a collective, like, eight or nine dollars on it, and that is just an atrocity. Yeah, I don't think I've ever felt so outraged by the state of, like, ownership of media in the time of streaming as I did when I paid $6.99 for this movie. (laughs) Although, to be clear, I did it with my Google survey money. I did not do this with money out of my own pocket. For those of us with smart TVs, we got a 99 cent offer. But for some reason, Kirstie did not. Yeah, whatever. But it was interesting because we sometimes play this game where we share a rental Because the streaming networks aren't that smart, but Google knows everything. Oh, yeah. Although Google had a delayed response. I think because I was paused, so it had, like, cached up to that point. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so we were both watching the same rental, and Google was like, this is playing on another device. We'll wait for you to find a new way to watch that one. Which is such bullshit, because you're allowed to access your google content from multiple devices so why do they care if you're doing it at the same time i mean i know why but like <laughs> come on i know it was really sad but That's a little nonsense. impressive yeah well i don't know about impressive because it just like blows holes in our shit for the rest of time <laughs> we'll just stick to amazon yeah <laughs> guys amazon can't tell when you're streaming something at the same time Nope. anyway What we watched. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I guess we haven't done that part yet. No. We watched Little Italy, guys. This was the film that was promised. Yeah, it was a lot more fun to break apart the premise when it was initially teased rather than actually watch the movie. (laughs) Yep. The the trailer and the IMDb synopsis are all you need. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were still a lot of surprises, but they... We're not good surprises. You want to know what the biggest surprise of all was? <laughs> the racism? The... <laughs> I was trying to decide between, like, the racism, the, like, rape humor, the dick jokes, or the fact that I took three pages of notes. <laughs> wow. When I quoted it to you, it was only two, but that's because I was looking on my phone and it turns out it was actually three. That is wild. Also, I just want to take a moment to get up on my soapbox as a woman who has it all, because... <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Kirstie's still on this shit, guys. This is my bullshit, and I will be on it until the end of time. <laughs> I took three pages of notes while watching this movie, and also I did my laundry, made 
Instant Pot oatmeal to get me breakfast for the next week. And I did something else housewifey. Oh, I had to pump. That's right. <laughs> you certainly have it all. I have it all. So just in case you guys were worried about, like, my ability to juggle, like, my job and my child and my podcast, I got the shit on lock. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sure. Also, just as a testament to, like, my dedication, because I wasted that precious two-hour window on this fucking movie. (laughs) I sat on my couch and didn't get shit done, and I only (laughs) took six notes. (laughs) But my favorite thing about watching this with you is that we were so outraged and then when it was over we just never spoke to each other the rest of the night <laughs> you're right we did just like drop off the face of the planet <laughs> like we were both so done that it was like forget it like never mind <laughs> That's we're just really... here trying to have fun <laughs> that's hilarious uh yeah so, I don't know where to begin. Do you have some notes that you want to point us in a direction of? That was a long way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Take um, it away. <laughs> well, okay. So, I took three pages of notes. And one, two, hold on, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Hold on. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Only 16 lines of three pages of notes did not start with the word why. (laughs) And all 16 of those were quotes from the movie. And all of those quotes were followed by the question why. Yes. So for three pages, I just asked why, why? So for example... Why is everyone dressed like Mario and Luigi? Why is there an actual character named Luigi? Why does this extra in the scene hate eating her pizza so much? Why is the mob there? Why does the grandmother sound like the mom from my big fat Greek wedding? I think she is the mom from my big Didn't fat Greek wedding. She looked like her, right? I'm pretty almost positive that is. Why are they washing their hands in the dish sink with a spray head and not in the dedicated hand-washing sink that all employees in a food service kitchen must use to wash their hands? Oh, no. <laughs> is, why is Little Italy the town name? Why is Little Italy a placeless utopia? It's in Canada. <laughs> Can't you see it from your house? <laughs> uh. Why have we blamed millennials twice in 11 minutes? (laughs) They had such a boner for blaming millennials. (laughs) I don't understand. So it goes on like this. The only other thing I would like to know from the start before we, like, dive into details and premise is, um, let's see, within the first... About 
10 minutes, we got a dick joke. So as a joke, I started the dick count. (laughs) Do you want to know what the final dick count was? (laughs) I do. The final dick count was 30. And if I had actually, I, that's a low ball. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Because there were several jokes that I wasn't able to catch in the scene where Hayden Christensen gets sexually assaulted by a police officer. And (laughs) um, I also didn't include any of the dick jokes from the bloopers that ran over the credits. And I really should have. (laughs) There were a lot there. I also realized after the fact that I missed a dick joke in the scene where um, the character named Luigi is putting on his boxers. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So 30 for an hour and 41 minute movie comes out to one dick joke every 2.7 minutes. Wow. The Daves would be proud. The Daves would be so goddamn proud. Like, that is literally... More concentration of dick jokes than some episodes of Game of Thrones. I'm impressed. Yeah. I can't say that it did anything to the quality of the movie. It did not. No. Didn't add or detract. This was one of the most, like, disjointed movies I've ever seen. Because it, like, was disjointed in plot disjointed in style, disjointed in comedy choices, disjointed in tonality. Yeah. Like this this struck me as a rom-com that Netflix would have passed on <laughs> in 2018, which is how you know you're in trouble. Right. Netflix has like eight different people greenlighting content at any given time. If all eight of them pass on it, right. You should just turn around and quit it also feels like a movie that like might have even been too problematic in like the 90s but like definitely would not have been written in like i'm assuming this was probably written in like 2015 or so yeah um for the production schedule that sounds right um but even still like, it does not feel like a, a movie that was written in these are modern times. It feels like a script that was written 15 years ago that they just kept trying to sell. And so they'd add new things like, what if we get an app? <laughs> that was a really good line. It was, what if we got online and did an app or something? That was the... um Classic Hayden Christensen whining about sand moment in this movie. What if we did an app? Why aren't we making square pizzas? <laughs> I loved that because I love the idea that what millennials love about hipster pizza flat like flatbread places is that it's square. He also like didn't have an appropriate hipster aesthetic. No. They had no idea what to do with that. Like, regardless of if it's him or someone else. They gave him some whining, so they knew what to do with him. Yeah. But, like, his rooftop garden... (laughs) Can I go there? You can go there. It looks like it was straight out of Urban Outfitters. Yep. They found every 
like shitty lamp that they could find and put them up there because that's practical. <laughs> Very. So practical. Well, in the nameless utopia that is Little Italy, <laughs> you can have lamps outside. <laughs> it never rains. It only rains when you have to play soccer while taking shots. Right. That was a time. <laughs> I that did. was wild. I did write Go down ahead. in my notes, why are they playing soccer in the rain after only one shot? That's like a six shot milestone for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was also weird because presumably the two people working in the bar just left the bar to I, all do shots. I wrote that down. I <laughs> Why has the bar been unattended all this time? <laughs> like, I have seen enough bar rescue to know that, that is not allowed. You can't just leave your bar. Mm-hmm. So should we back up a little bit and like... I guess Just do a quick blow through of like premise and some like finer points. Yeah, so it starts out in a flashback <laughs> with a joint voiceover, which is not cute. A very conversational voiceover. Yes. Like I imagine that they want you to believe that Emma Roberts and Hayden Christensen are sitting in a room together watching the flashback montage of themselves as children. As if, like, it wasn't filmed by a cinematographer and as if it was, like, home movies spliced together? Yes. So, they deliver the backstory that could have been delivered without voiceover about how they grew up as friends and their families owned a pizza shop together. And they were all big happy family and blah 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 Italy things. What was the line, like family pride and tradition or something oh yeah i sent that to you didn't i you did (laughs) it was like that it was a good one uh then they flash forward and you find out that their dads had this huge rift at the pizza contest uh the contest that was called the best pizza competition (laughs) That's right. Which I know because when they said that the dads had their battle after the best pizza competition, I wrote down, why is it called the best pizza competition? (laughs) Hallmark Channel would have named that something better. They would have. Like the... It would have been like... The Italian Festival of of Pizza. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we just gave you two new movie names. (laughs) Yeah, so they have a fight, and it drove them to make separate pizza shops right next door to each other, but they hate each other, and the guy, what's his deal? He She was in my Big Fat Greek wedding, sorry. She was? Yeah, it was her. Yeah. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So Hayden Christensen works in the bar and also in the pizza shop for his dad. Because he's saving up money for his dreams. (laughs) Yes, his organic pizza dreams. His organic pizza dreams. (laughs) Oh, I have so much to say. Uh, I'm just getting angry all over again. So Emma Roberts, whatever the fuck, I don't even know their actual names. Leo and something. Um, Nikki. She... Nikki, of course it is. 
<laughs> uh, I didn't know his name was Leo until the last, like, third of the movie. <laughs> they got all the way doesn't... to the end and, like, someone was yelling Leo in an airport and I was like, who the fuck? <laughs> it's hard to keep track. It is. Yeah, so she lives in London and works for a... Sh- or she's in culinary school and mm-hmm. she's trying to get a job with this famous chef. And... She has to get a visa, so she has to go back to Canada, home of Cottage Life Network, to (laughs) renew her visa, or get her visa, whatever, so that she can work for this chef lady. So she has to just hang out at home after not being home for five years, and so there's, like, a whole homecoming, and that's where everything happens. Yep. You can take it from there. So then they, um, her first night home, she... Decide so she comes home a day earlier than she told her parents, which makes sense because they spend the entire movie emphasizing what a small town Little Italy is. And then she goes yep. to the townie bar that both of their dads drink at regularly because of all right. the logic. Um, and then <laughs> she has a reunion with Hayden Christensen where they play like sexy rain soccer while taking shots. <laughs> and then she falls asleep on his crotch in the rain. <laughs> And then um, they spend the, the rest of the movie. That was like dick joke number 10, I believe. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh, so then they like start this will they, won't they? And like Hayden Christensen has a girlfriend. But then it turns out that like she's not like a steady girlfriend because he's seeing a bunch of other girls. But they don't actually tell you that until later when Emma Roberts gets mad at him. Yep. And uh all of her friends are trying to be like, oh, you got to get with Hayden Christensen because you were in love with him as a kid. And she's like, no, I want more than this. And then <laughs> um, the they each have a grandparent. He has a grandfather. She has a grandmother. And they've been dating in secret for many years. And then uh, the grandfather proposes to her. And it's like a whole drama because their families are at war. So they can't get married. So all this time right. you think it's going to be Emma Roberts and Hayden Christensen who can't get together because of their family's war, but it's actually the grandparents. They also have a weird Star Starbucks obsession. We don't know why. Yeah, there's like a fuckload of like Starbucks sponsorship. So Starbucks starting about like a third into the movie just takes over the whole movie. <laughs> and then there's like a scene where um, the grandmother goes to Starbucks and gets like 45 venti caramel lattes like i think the joke was supposed to be that it's as good as actual italian coffee yes it was and it it was an italian reference but why (laughs) because how could they have made this movie without that sweet sweet starbucks money i thought starbucks was better than that (laughs) (laughs) no comment (laughs) that's the best i've got um yeah yeah so then anyway uh lots of other hijinks go down hayden christensen is like actively trying to court her but then she like has to go back to london because she's a pretentious chef and so anyway her family gets mad about the grandparents trying to get married so then because the dads were banned from the best pizza competition they force the kids to enter and then she makes a bunch of uppity comments about being a chef so she can't make pizza and then he makes uppity comments and they fight with each other. So then they enter the contest so that they can have a pissing match. And whichever one of the kids wins, that 
father gets to keep his pizza shop and the other father has to close his. So then they go to the pizza competition. I don't understand the logistics of it all, but Emma Roberts switches out Hayden Christensen's crust and puts her sauce on it. And so that pizza wins and it was technically Hayden Christensen's, but then he tastes the pizza because he has a hunch and realizes it was Emma Roberts sauce. And then the judge says, this pizza is so good. It reminds me of when your dads work together. And then Hayden Christensen makes a big speech. But of course, Emma Roberts has already run to the airport. So then everybody goes to the airport. They all win Emma Roberts back. And then they fall in love and they narrate some more. Yes. And it turns out the fathers were fighting because they wanted to name the pizza after each of the grandparents. And then the grandparents were like, fuck you. We don't want to be a pizza. (laughs) I just need to take a minute. Also, now, since we're talking about the competition. Yes. As the person on this podcast who has competed in a small <laughs> and time. And won. Small time uh, pizza <laughs> competition. Yes. They had pre-made dough. Well, and the judges say when they're, like, setting up the competition, they're like, your pizzas will be judged on the sauce and the taste. And I am appalled. I <laughs> yeah. I have slaved over so many homemade pizza doughs. <laughs> and it's not that hard, also. It's not that hard. What kind of competition is using homemade dough? I mean, not homemade, pre-made dough. And if they are, what the fuck difference does it make if she switches them out if they're the same fucking store-bought dough? Well, because Hayden Christensen has that, like, really neat trick that he does with the crust where he leaves it in, like, just a hair longer. Because remember, they have that date in his apartment where he has a (laughs) in a multi-unit dwelling. And she tries to take the pizza out because she's a chef. And he's like, no, 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 let it wait. And then they, like, flirtatiously fight about it. And then they do it again during the competition where he's like, let me give you a tip. Let it go a little bit longer. And she's like, no, I'm a chef. And he's like, okay. Well, that's that's why it matters. That was my least favorite part of this entire movie, what you just <laughs> described. <laughs> like, why did he have a wood-burning pizza oven in, like, a 400-square-foot apartment in, like, a it's shitty like an open pizza? flame. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? And what kind of square footage is that taking up? Like, all of it. <laughs> I just, what? I love all of the ways that they try to make the people Italian. So they all drink espresso, and they're, they're all, like, vaguely Catholic. And he has a wood-burning pizza oven in his apartment on, like, the third floor of a multi-unit dwelling. With no sight of an actual stove or oven. No. Like, that's all you need is just that one pizza oven. Yes. Because all he makes is pizza. While at the same time, she tells him to put figs on a pizza, and he loses his goddamn mind because he's like, the fuck am I doing with a fig here? And then everyone starts running around being like, oh, figs on pizza. What? Right. That was a recurring theme. Like, figs on pizza is revolutionary. Like, they're not a bunch of fucking Italians. Right. 
they did not do an effective job of convincing me that either of them were particularly good cooks. No, not at all. I always feel like cooking is one of those things in movies, like, um, when they have writers who write, or, like, comedians who do comedy or singers who sing, where it's like, are you supposed to believe that, like, these guys are actually good at their thing? Um, and this was one of those situations where, like, I didn't. I mean, I've seen movies, like, you watch a Nancy Myers movie, and they can cook. Sure. But, like, these people didn't know what they were doing. They They used pre-made dough, I just need to emphasize. In the best pizza competition. (laughs) Like, we make homemade dough just to make pizza at home. (laughs) Well, we gotta get you to Little Italy. Apparently, I'm missing out. You're missing out. You and also, what competition? In what competition is dough not important and crust not important? Well, that's what was so fascinating that the criteria was sauce and taste because it's like that's literally how that works, right? And also, like, there's so many things missing. The other thing that drove me crazy about the competition is that, um, so obviously Nikki and Leo go to like the final round and to have like a face off. And uh, they have to make a margarita pizza. Right. Which is basil, mozzarella, and sauce. <laughs> yeah. It was, like, the easiest technical of all time. Right. And not only was it the easiest technical of all time, but they gave them pre-made dough. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, the only thing you're getting judged on there is your sauce and your ability to bake, right? Because you have the mozzarella, you have the basil... And you have the crust, so then you just stretch out the crust, and you put the sauce on it, and you put the mozzarella on it, and then you put it in the oven. Correct. Right. They didn't even, like, measure if they were circular or not. No, and Hayden Christensen's... So, I, um, I'm i on the Facebook group for uh, the daycare that my child will be going to in a couple months. I didn't know where this was going, and I got nervous. <laughs> Like, once every few weeks, they get to do Make Your Own Pizza for lunch. (laughs) And Hayden Christensen's pizza, he had it on, like, the little wooden paddle to put it in the oven. And as he, like, flung it in front of the camera, I was like, that looks like the pizza that Eli made last week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It was, like, this, like, shitty busted circle. And the cheese and sauce were, like, falling off the edges of it. I don't like pizza. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it gets everywhere. (laughs) The other thing that drove me absolutely bonkers about the pizza is that the whole thing about Hayden Christensen's organic pizza dreams is that his dad just wants to have a shitty pizza joint. And it's like, you do realize that, like, the pizza... From, like, your average takeout pizza place is not Italian pizza, right? Like, if you go to Italy, that's not what the pizza is. That's what... (laughs) That's the bad pizza. Uh So why... Why? Why is why? And how is organic ingredients really going to help you? At one point, when they're up in the rooftop garden and he's talking about his organic pizza dreams, he says something (laughs) about, 
how how it would be like square pizza and he would grow the herbs and they would all be organic. And she goes, now you're speaking my language. And it's like, okay, first of all, you're a chef. So we get it. Second of all, like he said he's going to grow organic herbs. And like, if that's the best concept you have for your restaurant after graduating like culinary school, then I would really like to invite you and your investors over to my window box. Organic Pizza Dreams is going to be the name of our first album. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, this movie was bad. It was can we really... talk about the racism, or we yes. want to skip over that? No, we can get there. <coughs> so, the whole thing is, like, a little bit racist. The whole thing. By, like, virtue of it being about Lil Italy and pizza shops and, I guess, Canada. And <laughs> for some reason, it's... Like, the Italian racism is kind of par for the course, but they like to just juxtapose it with Indian racism? Yeah, inexplicably, both of the pizza shops have an Indian employee. One is male and one is female, because then in the last scene of the movie, they set them up to maybe have a romance. Yeah. And And then they also go to an Indian restaurant. They do, one time. Yeah. And they're like, Haha, no one would expect us to come here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, like, the and uh, the mo- one of the mothers goes, oh, this is going to give me gas. Uh, which was also charming. Yeah. The, so the two Indian characters, they each work at one of them, like you said. So they go out back and like shout at each other from mm-hmm. across because, of course, they're the ones taking out the trash, I guess. <laughs> It's a whole different level. Uh, (laughs) And all they do is talk about, like, cows are sacred, I guess. And there's a bunch of you mama jokes that are predicated (laughs) on the idea of cows being sacred. Right. Or they just throw in, like, places in India. (laughs) Or weird other... Like, just... It's unnecessary, and it's... so cringy (laughs) i think that was the part that was written in 1994 yeah it's like all at once not at all of this time and like maybe a little too much of this time it was like i felt like this movie was so cringy in so many ways that it came full circle and actually was like kind of contemporary in trump's america (laughs) which is not what any of us signed up for no no, thank we you. came here for, like, a Christmas prince, and we ended up with this. <laughs> yeah, this was not that. Um, no. Also, there was a, a black woman at the airport who was, like, a, also very yep. uncomfortably a racial stereotype. Yep. 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 There was just, like, a lot happening that was, like, very wildly unnecessary. 
Yeah, oh, they the also only did person a person who. Go-, go ahead. I was just gonna say they also did a bunch of homophobia with the Chinese character. Yes, they did. Luigi. Pretend his name is Luigi because he's pretending to be Italian because the Italians weren't homophobic when he came out and the Chinese were. Which is fine. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 The only person who didn't even like put on an accent for this movie was Emma Roberts. And somehow she escaped without getting like demoralized in some way. <laughs> and really, if anyone deserves it, it might be the person who tried to make an entire career out of being someone's niece. Yes. For just, sure. Just going to say it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do you remember whatever show she was on for like mm-hmm. Nicktean? They mm-hmm. like literally would say in like the previews for it. Yes. It was like written under her name or some shit. Right. As if people watching Teen Nick were, like, aware of who Julia Roberts was, except for me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But at that point, like, I was too old for it, and I just saw the previews because my sister was watching it. Yeah. Her acting has not improved since her Teen Nick days. No. She had too many people tell her she was good at it when she's not. Yeah. That's super valid. Sometimes you just gotta tell people straight. Is this, like, the one thing she's done since then? I'm not sure. I feel like she's done a bunch of mediocre things, but I could be wrong about that. Mm. I feel like we looked into this when we did our preview episode, so I won't go down the Google rabbit hole, but... (laughs) um. Don't worry, I will. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing we should probably talk about on top of the racism was... The just copious amount of, like, rape humor. Yeah. There's, like, a prolonged scene where Hayden Christensen, like, literally gets sexually assaulted by a cop. And she keeps making jokes about, like, how big his dick is as she's, like, groping him. And at one point in that whole exchange, like, she she was saying lines, like, rapid fire, so I couldn't actually get them. But the one I got, got was, like, were you breastfed? And I was like, yep. you know, I've done yep. a lot of reading on breastfeeding recently, and I don't have any evidence that it would make your dick bigger. So what <laughs> happened there? She also, like, made a lot of comments about how he was so muscular. Yes. But he's not? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> he's so scrawny yeah which like fine you do you but the lines have to match what's on the screen i think a little bit like she was already like fondling him so she could have gone with something else about his body other than like <laughs> multiple jokes about how he's like packing heat yeah, yeah um that was also he gets groped by Luigi after Luigi comes out to him. Yeah. Like he he Luigi and him have this like whole conversation in the bar at the end of the movie and then they hug and Hayden Christensen's like is your hand in my ass? And it's like, you know, what if we didn't though? <laughs> what if we were all spared from this movie? Yeah, what if we never did that? 
Yeah. Can I read you some quotes? Of course you can. Okay. Best friends gotta eat, right? Uh. <laughs> I almost forgot the nice cannolis. Oh, I remember that. I hated what? that. What? I should so go. Mean. Why? So I don't stay. I hated that! Here's what I learned about life, love, and cooking. Nothing, obviously. The only regrets we have in life are the chances we didn't take and the love we didn't make. <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's a reason they call it Little Italy. Nothing ever changes. I was like, that's not what little means. That's it's not a- what it means. <laughs> that's the wrong... Adjective. <laughs> what do you mean there's a reason they call it Little Italy? <laughs> because it's small. It's because it's small. Like it like it could be big and stuff could never change. I don't get what your point is. <laughs> and then during his speech in the airport, he says a bunch of different things. But he says, see what we could be. Mm. Sure. I'm not afraid to tell you I'm in love with you. <laughs> That's a low fucking bar, let me tell you. <laughs> love isn't words, it's actions. <laughs> I want you to oh, stay, no. not for me, with me. I think I blacked out at this point in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends. This is the best fucking part. Like, really buckle up for this one, kids. All right. It ends with... Them with the co-narration, and yep. one of them says, we may not have it all together, and then in <laughs> unison, they say, but together, we have it all. <laughs> Is that like your ringtone now? Yep. <laughs> I got it tattooed on my body. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You missed my favorite line, though, Kirsty. Which one? I've really enjoyed our tryst. Oh, I did write down, <laughs> why are we using the word tryst? <laughs> it's a casual conversation. I don't know what you're talking about. So casual. I also really liked uh, when she's being forced into the pizza competition, when she says, I'm a chef, I don't do pizza. Yeah, Paul Hollywood makes pizza all the time. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Sure. Sure, sure, uh, sure. One last detail that I just, like, I wrote it in all caps. Yeah. Is uh, there's a scene in the middle of their tryst where <laughs> they, like, start passionately and spontaneously making out. And he, like, wraps his arms around her, which, fine. And then they kind of, like, pull back a little bit. And then he goes back in. And he puts his hands up under her armpits. What? And just kind of, like, grabs her there. <laughs> it's just, she's, like, just wearing her bra, and he just, like, puts his hands in her armpits. I'm so uncomfortable right And then, now. like, sucks on her face. <laughs> like, why? I don't, I, like, I... 
uh, he's I don't never know. been capable at like anything, but why? It's just like like they must have filmed that makeout scene like more than once because it's rare that you get that in one take. And so like, is that his move? Like I like uh. did he touch his arm her armpits more than once? <laughs> Because, you know, at first I was like, maybe he was going to go to grope, like, grope her and then realize that, like, that wasn't in the contract and so had to, like, change position last minute. And then I was like, (laughs) well, she's shorter than him, so maybe he was trying to, like, lift her up a little. But he just, he just kind of, like, settles his thumbs into the the armpits and he just grabs her. (laughs) And then, like, holds her there. Like, his hands stay in her armpits for the rest of the scene. I'm just, like, so grossed out. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. (laughs) It was one of those things where, like, I'm just watching two people make out, and then suddenly the only thing I could think about was the fact that his hands were inside of her armpits. (laughs) Hey, Emma Roberts, hope you put on deodorant today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, like, it's usually hot on film sets. Yeah, like, what? If it's slippery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Ew! Oh, speaking of, speaking of. There, oh no! There's <laughs> there's a scene when they're in the bar when Emma Roberts first comes home, and Hayden Christensen is working the bar, and she's there with her two friends, and he is like talking to them or something, and then he says something about someone being wet, and the friend goes. I am. Oh, did I say that out loud? And I was like, can yes! we please never talk about being wet around <laughs> Hayden Christensen ever again? Well, you see, being wet is the opposite of being sandy. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> well, like... friends, on that note... <laughs> Do not watch this movie. <laughs> we took one for the team here. There's we took inc- two for the team. We sure did. There's an incredible drinking game that you could make out of this movie that would be guaranteed to get you so turnt that you would have like a four-day hangover if you're as old as we are. And I am still begging you to please not watch this movie. Do not do it. Yeah. So... If you have any questions about the content of Little Italy that we can help you, you know, to answer so that you wouldn't have to rent this movie, please contact us. Do not hesitate to tweet us at HateWatchWithUs. Send us an email, HateWatchWithUs at gmail.com. Or, I don't know, put it in a review on iTunes with four to five stars. We are also members of the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Those people have shows, and they watch better things than we do. Um, They also talk about being wet significantly less. And (laughs) you can find them at ThoughtBubbleFM on Twitter, ThoughtBubbleAudio.com on the internets, and they also have a Patreon. They do. And I think I saw that Supergirl is back this week, so check out Supergirl TV Talk. Yeah, do that. They've got other shows, too. They do, but we don't call that one out enough. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.